I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Circumstances and externalities will make it easier or harder to do certain things. They are not the reason why you do certain things. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. For all listeners of the show, I got to make sure you understand what the next step is and what the next level is in working with me and this work on your game universe that I've built. This podcast is not the last step. This is only the first step. The next step for you is to join me in my bulletproof mastermind and then my third day mastermind at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Let me tell you specifically what we work on. And those are both my group and my individual masterminds. First of all, we got to work on mindset. The biggest challenge that many people have, many of you who are listening right now, that is holding you back from the success and the outcomes that you want is not your tactics, is not the strategies you're using, is not a certain app or a certain process or any of that stuff that you think is the problem. The biggest challenge is your mindset because your mindset is what keeps you from seeing what you need to see and thusly doing what you need to do. And that's why you're not being who you need to be. So the biggest thing we work on in all of my mastermind programs, whether you're working in my group mastermind or my one-on-one is we got to work on your mindset and your mentality and your approach. Once we get that down as the foundation on top of that, then we're going to build the strategies. Strategies are what exactly do I do? How exactly do I do it? Then there's the accountability, not only the accountability for you and making sure you're getting things done, but also the accountability of the process, making sure that the process is an accurate formula that is actually getting you to the outcomes that you want so that we can measure the results and how far you're getting or how far away you are. Then there's the execution and making sure that you're doing the same things the same way every time, following the disciplines and following the processes. You can join my masterminds and start working with me directly. This is the very next step. If you're listening to this show and you're ready to go to the next level, the next step is to go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You can join my group, Bulletproof Mastermind, or you can sign up for a call by clicking the link that says one-on-one coaching and sign up for a call with me and we can talk about working one-on-one in my third day mastermind. That again is at workonyourgameuniversity.com to work with me directly. That is the next step here. Mindset, strategy, accountability, execution, WorkOnYourGameUniversity.com. My next Work On Your Game live event will be taking place May 5th and 6th, 2022. And this is going to be a virtual event, Thursday and Friday, full day events. And this is specifically for the thought leaders, personal brand builders, and entrepreneurs who want to build your brand, build your business, and you want to finally go full time in your business to where you're at least making enough money to cover your expenses and pay your bills so that you can quit your job and do your thing, your entrepreneurial thing, 
full time. So this is specifically for those of you who are writing books, selling coaching, selling any type of training, you're selling courses, you're doing workshops, you're doing speaking gigs, live seminars, podcasting, and you want to start making a full time income from that thing so you can stop doing all the other things and just do your thing full time and you know the clock is ticking on you. This next Work On Your Game Live is the event for you. So I want you to go to workonyourgame.live. Notice that link, workonyourgame.live. And there you can see the details. This is going to be a two-day event. We're on day one. We're going to cover mindset and strategy. As you all know, the foundation of everything I do, we got to start with the mindset and the strategy so that you know you're working off of accurate formulas that actually work. What are you doing in entrepreneurship? What business are you actually in? What are your frameworks in place? Who are you trying to sell to? Who is your target client? What exactly are you giving them? We're going to cover all of that on day one in addition to more things. And on day two is application and execution. We're going to talk about putting together your offers. When you're putting yourself out there to the world, how do you put it out in such a way that gets people actually excited about buying what you're selling? How being prolific and putting your name and your brand and your mind and your ideas out there to the world is one of the biggest things you can do to make sure you're consistently generating new leads. In other words, new people who are knowing about what you're offering and excited about getting it. How to name your price. Any of you who's having challenges with pricing and money and getting money out of people, I know exactly why you're having those challenges and we will solve them on day two of working your game live. We're going to talk about the human capital you have in place, meaning the tools and skills, the intangibles that you have in place, what you need to develop and what you need to go get from someone else. We're going to talk codifying your knowledge. How do you take the knowledge that is in your head, get it on paper, so to speak, so that you can actually transfer it and sell it to other people in a systemic way? We're going to talk about how you're making money because money is one of the biggest challenges for entrepreneurs here. And that's really one of the main outcomes that we want to get here is that you're making the kind of money that you want to make. You no longer have challenges with selling your products and you're no longer holding yourself back with your own negative money mindsets. All of that's going to be covered on day two, which is application and execution. So what I want you to do right now is go to workonyourgame.live. That's workonyourgame.live, L-I-V-E. Get your ticket for this two-day virtual event. That's a Thursday and a Friday. If you can't make it either day, we will have a replay available for everyone who has a ticket. That is going to be May 5th and 6th. I'm covering two full days, mindset and strategy on day one, application and execution on day two. This is specifically for the thought leaders, the brand builders, the coaches, the speakers, the book writers, the seminar deliverers, the speakers, all of you out there who want to make a full-time living from your intellectual property. That is the knowledge that is in your head. You want to turn into products and services that people can pay you for, and you want to do it full-time, but you're not quite there yet. I'm going to help you get there. I know the formulas. I know the systems. I have the process. You join me at workonyourgame.live. I will see you in May, and let's get to getting this money. Workonyourgame.live. You're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there. Even when the success you expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is a go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is there is one determining factor, and that determining factor is, can you guess? You. You are the determining factor and where you end up and what success you get or don't get, what outcomes you are achieving or not achieving. The determining factor is you. And today we're going to talk about why that is, why that matters. And even if you think you already knew that, quote unquote, you already knew it. 
why we need to talk about it anyway. Now, before we get into that, first of all, let me tell everybody, I have a daily motivation text that I send out every single day free of charge to everyone who is in my texting community. If you want to be in my texting community and get my free of charge daily motivation text every day, here's what you got to do. Send me a text at the following number, 305-384-6894. Every day, I will send you that daily motivation straight to your phone, guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point. And here's a bonus to getting the daily motivation text is that you can actually text me back. You can respond to any one of those texts and you will be engaging directly with me. So if you got a question or when you first join, I'm probably going to ask you what is the biggest challenge you're working on right now. And I might be able to direct you to something that can help you get into that challenge. Maybe it won't solve the entire thing, but at least get you started. All you got to do is just text me at my number again, 305-384-6894. We can get into all of that good stuff once you're in my texting community. So the topic again today is the determining factor is you. Your determining factor is not. Let me tell you what is not. It is not the circumstance in which you find yourself. It is not what other people are doing. It is not the weather. It is not your past. And it is not whatever you are predicting for your future. I had an interesting exchange with someone in my text community a few weeks ago that I think is representative of the way that many people think about circumstances and their ability or lack of ability to shape circumstances. So instead of keeping that conversation to just me and that person, I'm going to use it here today. I'm not going to say who that person was, but if they're listening, they will know that I'm talking about them. And many of you, I suspect, because I've heard many people talk in a way that reflects the way that this particular person was texting me. So the reason why we're talking about this here today is not because I think only this one person has this challenge. I think a lot of people think this way. So that's why I'm going to share what happened in this text exchange. And hopefully it is enlightening and informative and hopefully a wake up call to many of you who are listening to this right now. And maybe some of you who don't think like this, if you know some people who think like this and the way that I'm going to explain how this person was texting me, you take this episode and you send whoever you need to send this link and let them hear it themselves, because a lot of people need this. So we're going to use this as a learning opportunity. Point number one topic, once again, is the determining factor is you. Let me tell you what happened. All right, I'm going to set the stage here. I sent out a text that said, in effect, I don't remember the exact words in my text, but in effect, here's what the text message said. Most people's failures are due to a lack of persistence and not due to a lack of opportunity or skill. All right, that was the text. All right, when people fail, it is because they are not persisting. It is not because they don't have opportunity and it's not because they don't have skills. Now, someone responded to that text. Not a lot of people respond to the text when I send them out every day, but one person responded and they offer some pushback. And this final people offer pushback to anything that I put out there, whether it's on this show, a text message, a video, whatever. Actually, like I was talking about this on Clubhouse uh, from when I'm recording. It's just yesterday morning. As a matter of fact, I was on Clubhouse and the topic that I was talking about was when you're putting content out there, you have to have a voice. You got to actually be saying something that doesn't sound like what everybody else is already saying. Because if you sound like everybody else, then what's the point of you even putting out content? You're just saying the same thing everybody else said. We don't need you. You're fungible. You're replaceable. You're forgettable. But if you're willing to stand on something and say something that kind of maybe goes against the grain of what your audience is thinking, they will at least remember you. Even if they disagree with you, they will at least notice you. And getting attention matters when you're putting content out there. I'm not saying say ridiculous things to be sensational, but say things you actually believe. And if you're saying what you really believe 
and you have some substance, then you're probably going to say something that somebody may push back against. And someone asked me the question, Dre, well, what do you do when somebody pushes back? Do you ignore it? Do you talk about it? Do you engage with them? And I said, I love when people push back against any point that I make, because I don't just throw out random points and just wondering if something sticks. I throw out the points that I actually believe and that I can stand on and that I can explain. So when someone pushes back against it, it allows me to go even deeper on that point. And it also, if one person speaks up and pushes back against something that I say, then to me, that usually means there's at least a hundred or a thousand other people who think the exact same way that one person just happens to be the one who said something. But there's a bunch of people who think that way. They just didn't say anything. So I actually love it when somebody pushes back against one of my points, because it shows me that there are others who probably think that same thing. They didn't say it. And it allows me to go even deeper into the point so I can explain it even further because it's clear to me that not everybody understands it on a level that I understand it, which they shouldn't, which is why I'm the guy on the mic and they're the person who is listening. So after I said that, that most failures are due to a lack of persistence rather than a lack of opportunity or skill, somebody responded and said, I'm paraphrasing. They said, well, look, I get what you're saying here, Dre, but if someone is given an opportunity that could lead to them being a more persistent individual. That was their response. Now, I responded to their response and informed this individual that opportunity itself does not manifest persistence. And that is 100% true. It is a person's choice to become more persistent. That's also true. And an opportunity is simply an excuse or a pretext or a reason, whatever word you want to give it there, to bring out of you what was already there. And that the presence of opportunity does not make a person persistent. And this is what this person was intimating that, well, if someone was to give me an opportunity, like a brand new job, or I got a whole bunch of money, or I just got whatever thing that I've been working on in my life, if all of a sudden I had it, then I would probably become a more persistent individual. My response to him was, well, you could become more persistent right now if you wanted to. Just because that thing happened is not gonna make you persistent. If I handed you a bag full of money right now, you might be more excited, more activated, more motivated, and you are probably more consistent than showing up to work, at least in the short term, wouldn't you? Almost everybody, I will say, most people's answer would be yes. And for most people, the answer is yes, even if they didn't say anything. And why is that? It's because all of a sudden you got this outside element that makes you feel better about your situation. So now you're going to do all the quote unquote right things. But listen, even if I never handed you the bag of money, you could choose to start doing the right things right now. It's not the money that made you do it. The money doesn't make anybody do anything. All right, money doesn't make you do anything. You choose to do those things. The money just activated it within you. The skill was already there and you chose to, to tap into that skill because of this external factor, this externality that allowed you to maybe feel better about your situation. I talked about externalities in episode 1879. Externalities are not excuses, nor are externalities reasons for your success. An externality is not what makes you a successful person. It is your choice to do the things that lead to success, but sometimes there are external situations that, again, either cause or allow or move us to tap into the abilities that are already present within us. So this is what I was saying to this person. And this is just a brief, maybe two or three text message exchange. And I told them that the presence of opportunity doesn't make somebody persistent, as I just explained, though they may think incorrectly that the opportunity caused persistence in them. Again, opportunity cannot make you change internally. All right. There's nothing that can happen externally in life that can make you be a different person on the inside. It can lead to 
you being a different person, but it does not make you be a different person on the inside. For example, if I like, I have this show right here, it comes out every day and the year 2021, the show did over 1.1 million downloads. Now, let's just say that somehow this show just explodes tomorrow and Oprah talks about it and somebody talks about my show on CNN and Megyn Kelly talks about it and Fox News brings it up and it's trending on Twitter and everybody's talking about it on Instagram and is on the front page of YouTube. And all of a sudden, instead of getting a million downloads in a year, in the next month, this show does 30 million downloads. So now I got 30 times the fan base just overnight, just because something happened and it went viral and now everybody's talking about it. And even after the virality dies now, my audience is still 10x what it was before. Now, all of a sudden I got 10 times the fan base, right? Let's just say that happened. All right. That is an externality. Now, whether I did something to cause it or not, it's an externality because it's not something that internally changed within me. I'm still giving the same message, just something external happened that brought more attention to me. Do you follow me? Now, just because that happened, now maybe I might feel more confident in when I talk about what I talk about here on this show. I might go a little bit further when I'm making my points. I might be a little bit stronger in sharing my opinions. I might go a little bit harder in who knows. I might invest in some more lighting or a different camera or a brand new microphone, or I might hire a whole staff and crew to do the recording and editing of the material that I put out. Now, is all of that because I got more audience? No, the answer is no. None of those things happen because of the audience. All of those things happen because I chose to do them. Now, why did I choose to do them? Maybe it's because I noticed that I have this more audience, maybe because I have more audience, maybe I'm making more money, I'm getting more attention. I feel like I need to do these things. But notice that word. I feel like I chose to do those things. I could get 10 times the audience on this very show tomorrow and keep it exactly as it is. I have a choice in doing that. I can get 10 times the audience tomorrow and I could invest 10 times the money in the way that I put this show together. I could choose to do that. But understand something. It's a choice. It's not something that I'm forced to do. It is not something that the situation, the externality of additional attention made me do. It is a 100% an internal choice. And I'm emphasizing this so much because the topic here today is the determining factor is you. The determining factor is not what happens outside of you. The determining factor is what you decide to do with the situation at hand. Now, what if, on the other hand, using this exact same example, what if my audience got chopped by 90%? So instead of having 10 times the audience. What if I only had 10% of the audience? What well, if 90% of my audience just decided, you know what? Fuck Dre. I don't want to listen to him anymore. And they all disappeared. Now, what should I do? Should I water down my material? Should I put out not as many episodes? Should I stop letting the show come out every single day? Should I not put as much time and effort and energy into how I put my materials together and talk about what I talk about? Should I be less forceful in sharing my opinions because I had 10% of the audience that I had the day before? No. Or maybe I should. The whole point is, it's a choice. I get to choose how I respond to the external situations, whether it's something that I want or it's something that I don't want. The determining factor is not the external situation. The determining factor is what I choose to do with the external situation or because of the external situation. But it is 100% a choice. And this person responded by, after I explained all of this, not everything that I just said there, I went, further on a tangent to explain to you all. But after I explained to this person, like, no, the opportunity itself is not what makes you persistent. It is your choice to be persistent. You are just using the opportunity as an excuse or a reason to pull the persistence out of you that was already there. 
This person responded by they deflected by saying, well, Dre, all I was saying was, no, I was just giving you a hypothetical. I'm not talking about myself personally. And that had nothing to do with it either way. It doesn't matter whether they were given a hypothetical or not. The example that they gave was an inaccurate formula. All right, we've been talking about this so often that this person was expressing an inaccurate formula that did not add up. And when they tried to defend it, they couldn't defend it. And then they deflected by saying, well, I wasn't talking about myself. It doesn't matter if they were talking about themselves. This is an inaccurate formula that they had in their head to the point that they were even willing to try to defend it. Regardless of what their motivation was, this exchange told me that there are probably others who think this exact same way as well, which is why we are here. So now point number one, I just explained to you a lot of what we're going to talk about here. Now that you know the situation, let's move on to point number two. Today's topic, once again, is the determining factor is you. Number two, this right here, what I just explained, this is classic correlation versus causation. Correlation versus causation. Correlation meaning two things happen and they happen to happen at the same time. Causation means two things happen because one made the other one happen. In an area that is most important when it comes to personal and professional growth. All right. Correlation versus causation matters a whole lot. You need to understand the difference between the two. Many people inaccurately believe that circumstances and externalities are the reasons why they either do certain things, achieve certain things, or do not do or achieve certain things. So some external element is the reason why they are successful or unsuccessful. Like this person texting me saying, well, if someone was given an opportunity, they will become more persistent. Bullshit. That is an inaccurate formula. And opportunity and persistence are correlations. They are not causations. If you give me a brand new opportunity right now, let's just say somebody called me today and say, Dre, we heard your work on your game podcast. We love it so much. We're going to give you a TV show on NBC. Now, all of a sudden, I start recording twice as much material as I was recording before. Now, did the NBC contract cause me to record more? No, I chose to record more because of the NBC contract. It's a correlation. That thing happened. And then I chose to make a decision to do more. I could just as easily choose to keep doing the same thing I'm already doing. I could just as easily choose to do less. It is my choice. It didn't make me do it. I decided to do it. Does everybody understand here? And this wording matters a whole lot. The way that I'm explaining this thing out is why I keep saying it from different angles here and saying it over and over again, because people need to understand this wording. These words matter and the verbiage matters and the way that we put words together and the way that we talk to ourselves and the way that we talk to others matters a whole lot because you're programming your subconscious mind every moment with every thought and every word that you say and also the thoughts and the words that you take in. So I take seriously my responsibility in doing that and talking to you every day here on the show. So in personal and professional growth, many people think that circumstances and external elements are the reasons why they do something or don't do something. That is false. And while I will allow that circumstances and externalities will make it easier or harder to do certain things, they are not the reason why you do certain things. For example, I went running this morning. I ran uh, basically a 10K, about six and a quarter miles, a little bit more than that this morning here in Miami. And it was pretty nice today. It's about 72, 73 degrees. It was super windy. I don't know if any of you run or bike cycle outside on a regular basis, but windy conditions are my least favorite. I don't like cold weather, but I don't mind if it's cold as long as it's not windy. Windy is terrible because when you're trying to run or bike against the wind, it's a real pain in the ass. And on top of the fact that it's hard to get a sweat going when it's windy because the wind is basically drying up the sweat as soon as it forms 
on your body. So I hate running or biking in windy conditions. However, despite the fact that it was very windy today, it's like I'm looking at the weather app on my phone right now. The wind in Miami right now is 17 to 19 miles per hour. That's a lot of wind. And you're outside, even though it's 70 something degrees outside, it doesn't feel as comfortable simply because the wind is always hitting you. It actually feels colder. The point is, I could have felt the wind this morning before I went outside and say, no, it is too windy. I don't want to run outside. Did the wind make me not run? No, the wind was present and I chose to not run. What if it's hot outside? What about in the summertime here in Miami? It'll be 88 degrees and extremely humid. I mean, the kind of humidity that you start sweating just by standing outside. You don't have to be doing anything. I could say it's too hot and not run. Or what if it gets cold? And I say it's too cold and not run. Those things didn't make me do it. The circumstance of it being cold or raining or being windy or hot makes it easier for me to decide I'm not going to do it or I am going to do it. But they did not force me to decide that I'm not going to do it or I am going to do it. You got it? They sound good as excuses. They sound good as motivators. Again, this can work in either direction, folks, but they are not the reason why I decided or did not decide to take a specific action or not take a specific action. That is 100% up to me. The determining factor is always you. For example, I just gave you an example and give you another one. Let's say you decided that you're going to wake up at five o'clock in the morning every day so you can get started on your day earlier. So you usually get up at six o'clock. So you're going to start getting up at five o'clock. So you get an earlier start to your day. You get more things done. Now, it doesn't matter what you would do at five o'clock. Let's just say you're going to wake up at five. You could be working out. You could be sitting at your desk working. You could walk the dog, meditate, whatever you want to do. But you were never able to do it. Let's say you never got around to it because you just couldn't bring yourself to wake up. You could not get out of bed at five o'clock. It was just too early. You were too tired. But then all of a sudden, after three months after you said you were going to wake up at five o'clock and never did it, all of a sudden you get a phone call one day and you get offered a new job that offers to pay you triple what you're making at your current job. All right, what are you making right now? You're making that? All right, we'll pay you three times that. They offer you a job. They're going to give you triple what you're making right now. You accept the job. Now, Here's the caveat. In order to take this job and do the role that is being asked of you for three times your current salary, here's the thing. You got to wake up at five o'clock every day to get to work on time. What would you do? What's going to happen here, folks? Let's just fill in the blank. What happens here in this hypothetical scenario? What's going to happen? Now, we all know what happens. What happens is all of a sudden you have no problem whatsoever waking up at five o'clock in the morning. You couldn't wake up at five in the morning to walk the dog or to meditate or work on that book you've been talking about for the last 12 years or to blog or to exercise. You couldn't wake up at five in the morning when it was just you on your own volition. But all of a sudden you got offered a job that's going to pay you three times the money. All of a sudden you have no problem waking up at five in the morning. Now, is the job itself what makes you get up at five in the morning? No, the job didn't make you get up at five in the morning. You could sleep until six, even with the job and they can just fire you. The job didn't make you get up. There's nobody from the job coming to you and pulling you out of the bed at five in the morning, are they? Of course not. You chose to get up at five in the morning because you had a reason to. You had a strong enough reason to do it now when taking care of yourself wasn't a good enough reason. But that job paying you three times the salary, that was a good enough reason for you. And again, today's topic is the determining factor. It's always you. Now, here's my question. Is the job the thing that made you get up at five in the morning? No, I actually just answered that. Of course, we know the answer is no. Again, your boss is not coming into your bedroom in your house and pulling your ass out of the bed. Is he or she? 
No, they are not. You are choosing to do it because you want that three times salary bad enough that you're willing to do something that you were uncomfortable doing when it was just on your own volition and for yourself. So the question is, did you always have the ability to get up at 5 a.m.? Of course you did, because the job just gave you a reason to exercise that ability. Now, here's the point. We're still on point number two here, folks. Here's the point. Your answer to this question and the way that you look at that hypothetical situation will tell you a whole lot about whether you have an internal locus of control or an external locus of control. What does that mean? An internal locus of control is the person who says whether I do something or don't do something is determined by me and my thought processes and the decisions that I make and what I do. That's an internal locus of control. It always comes back to the person in the mirror. And if you've been listening to this show at all for three days, you know that everything we talk about here is about the internal locus of control. Everything comes back to you. The external locus of control, on the other hand, is this person who was texting me and saying, well, if I was given an opportunity, then I could be more persistent. That's bullshit. That's an external locus of control. That is the person who says or believes or acts as if whatever happens on the outside world determines what they are capable of doing and or what they achieve or what they don't achieve. External locus of control is usually the root of excuses. If you find yourself making excuses too often, that is because you are in that moment, you have an external locus of control, meaning the stress that you're going through at work, all right, your wife or your girlfriend or your husband or your boyfriend or your kids getting on your nerves, all this stuff going on at your job, all these things going on in the world, this thing happening in your neighborhood, all of those things are causing you to not do what you said you would do or what you need to do for yourself. That is an external locus of control. Something outside of you is controlling something inside of you. An internal locus of control is regardless of what's happening on the outside of me, I'm still going to do what I said I was going to do. Everybody understand the difference? Again, listen to episode 1879. The topic is externalities are not excuses. You always had the ability to wake up at 5 a.m. All you needed was a good enough reason to wake up at 5 a.m. The job gave you that, but it didn't make you do it. Because you could accept the job, wake up at 5 a.m. I mean, wake up, you could accept the job and still not get up at 5 a.m. Just get fired from the job. This is a choice. And this is a reflection of the internal locus of control. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is the determining factor is always you. People who have that internal locus of control are always of the belief that the outcomes of their actions are results of their own abilities, decisions, and executions. We have an internal locus of control. You always bring it back to you, even when you can't control the entire situation. And most of the time, actually all of the time, no human being can control 100% of every situation. Like I told you, I like running when it's about 75 to 80 degrees outside, no wind whatsoever, and a moderate level of humidity. That's the perfect weather for me to run in. Now, can I control the fact that it's windy some days and sometimes it'd be 60 degrees, sometimes it might be 85 degrees, it might be super humid, it might be raining outside, I might not have gotten enough sleep the night before, my legs might be tired, it might be all kinds of stuff going on. But if I say I'm going to run three times this week, I'm running three times that week. Unless I am physically incapable, meaning like my legs actually do not work. I got some kind of injury or a broken bone or something. Then maybe I won't. But other than that, I'm out there doing what I said I'm going to do. That is an internal locus of control. It's raining. So what? I'm running. It's windy. So what? It's cold. So what? I'm running. That's an internal locus of control. 
people who have internal locus of control are always looking at what can I do to affect this situation? Now, this does not mean, let me offer a disclaimer here. Having internal locus of control doesn't mean that everything always works out the way that this person says is going to work out. Doesn't mean that they're the God of the world and that everything always goes the way they say it's going to go. Sometimes you can still come up short, even with an internal locus of control, but everything comes back to you. When things don't work out, you're always looking at yourself and saying, what can I do about this situation? And I am of the belief, and I will sell you on this belief that this is the most powerful way to look at things because you are the only thing that you actually control. You don't control the weather. You don't control other people. You don't control the opportunity that might be given to you. You don't control the job offer that might come through a phone call. You don't control those things. You only control yourself. So all you can control is what you're going to do, regardless of what the external circumstances are. Again, externalities are not excuses. Episode 1879. The external locus of control is a person who thinks and looks at life from the opposite view. They believe that their outcomes and circumstances are out of their control. They are controlled by whatever is happening through other people, the weather, situations, opportunities, etc. People who become victims, people who become beneficiaries of circumstances, again, either direction, and they see themselves this way, these are people who have an external locus of control. They believe circumstances have more control over their outcomes than they have control over their outcomes. Now, let's be clear. Do circumstances play a role in everybody's outcome, regardless of your locus of control? 100%. Yes, they do. Circumstances can spark energies within us. They can lead you to certain outcomes. They can slow you down from getting to other outcomes. This is 100% true. But what I want you to understand is when circumstances pull certain energies and actions and results out of you, or they slow you down from getting certain results, Understand is not the circumstance that forced that outcome. You already had the energy in you to pull it out. You just needed a reason to do so. And if you end up not getting a certain outcome and circumstances slowed you down and they hindered you from getting to that outcome, you still got to go back to the drawing board and ask yourself, okay, well, what if this happens again? Am I going to use this this as an excuse for the rest of my career? Am I going to use this as an excuse for the rest of my life? Or am I going to figure out a way around the situation? This is a very important question that you must answer. You understand? Point number four. Today's topic, once again, is the determining factor is always you, the person in the mirror. Number four, some people, especially those who have that external locus of control, may see everything I'm saying here today as simple semantics. I want you to understand that while it is indeed semantics, you are right on one level that it is semantics. It is just the way we're putting words together. Semantics matter a whole lot to your outcomes in life. And I talked about semantics in episode number 1409, where I said this is not a podcast. That's when I stopped calling the show a podcast. I'm calling it a masterclass. It's a discussion of semantics. It's episode 1409. Words matter, folks. They matter a lot because the way you talk to yourself is reflection of the way you think. And the way you think and the way you talk will be reflected in what you do. And what you do is reflected in your actions and your actions will be reflected in your outcomes. And this is a results-based business called life. If you tell yourself that the outside circumstances are what determine your actions, that you must wait on or be the victim of outside circumstances. Is that what you want? Is that the kind of life you want to live? Outside circumstances determine how you end up in life. But if on the other hand, here's your other option. 
You tell yourself that you're in control and you're merely using circumstances for your own purposes. Now you're in the driver's seat of your life instead of sitting in the passenger seat like many people. Many people spend their entire lives sitting in the passenger seat and circumstances are the driver. All right. Is that what you want? Do you want to be a passenger in your own life with circumstance driving your vehicle or do you want to be the driver? Listen, you might have to drive around some circumstances. You might get in some traffic jams of circumstances. You might get some circumstances who are reckless drivers. Circumstances might be out here driving drunk and you got to weave around them. But which one do you want? Do you want to be the driver or you want circumstances driving your choice? And you must make a choice. Vehicles have only one steering wheel. Only one person can sit in that driver's seat. All that said, let's recap today's class, which is the determining factor is always you, not the circumstance. Had a person text me and say, when I said that most people's failures are due to a lack of persistence, not to a lack of opportunity, they responded and said, well, if someone gets an opportunity, they can be more persistent. They were operating by an inaccurate formula, not understanding that opportunity itself does not force anything out of a person. It just allows that person to draw it out of themselves because it was already there. Point number two. This is classic correlation versus causation, which a lot of people clearly do not understand. And while I understand that circumstances can make it easier or harder to do certain things, they are not the reason and nor do they force you to do certain things. All right. You can start waking up at five in the morning right now and work out if you wanted to. But if your job asks you to wake up at five in the morning for three times the salary, it'd be much easier for a lot of people to do it. Why is that? Simply because you're not valuing doing something for yourself as much as you value doing something for that job. That's the real reason whether you want to admit it or not. And point number three, people who have internal locus of control believe that outcomes, their actions are a result of their own abilities and their executions and their disciplines. Whereas an external locus of control is the opposite. They believe their outcomes are based on what happens outside of themselves. The problem with this mindset is that you're in the passenger seat in your own life. And that's a problem because now you have no control over what's going on. You have no ownership. Point number four, some people, especially those with that external locus of control, think that what I'm talking about here is simple semantics. And while it is on one level semantics, I want you to understand on another level, semantics matter. Words matter. Words are a reflection of thoughts. Words and thoughts lead to actions, actions to habits, habits to character and character to virtue. And we're in a results based business. So you probably want your habits leading you in a direction that you want to go. If you tell yourself the outside circumstances determine your actions, you become a passenger in your own life. You don't want to be sitting in the passenger seat in your own vehicle and understand every vehicle has only one driver's seat the last time that I checked. So you better assume the driver's seat and take the leadership role because that's the only way you're going to get the outcomes that you want in life. All this said, two things for you to do. Number one, send me a text to get my daily motivation free of charge straight to your phone every day. My number is 305-384-6894. And number two, join my Bulletproof Mastermind. Or if you want to work with me one-on-one, we got a link right there at the top of the page at workonyourgameuniversity.com where we're going to work on three specific things, your strategy, your accountability, and your execution. Now, anything else that we work on is going to go underneath the umbrella. One of those three things, you want to make sure that you're working on accurate formulas that will get you to where you want to go and that you are being held accountable. You have processes, systems, and people in place that will make sure you execute and do what you need to do to get to the outcomes that you want to get to in your life. Because all of us, I don't know if you think about it often enough, but all of us are on the clock here. Eventually, it's going to be over for everybody who's listening to this right now including myself. So it's about time we get to it before time runs out. That's at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. 
I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone, free of charge, 305-384-6894.